You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Blue Jays reporter, Gregor Chisholm. And, Gregor, the Blue Jays, I guess not really off to the start. They were hoping to get off to. Uh, They did win their first two games, but then they had that four-game skid. And and it's been a tough schedule as well when you look at the division and, and all the games in the division. And that's not stopping anytime soon. You look at this month for the Blue Jays and 17 straight AL East games to start things off, that seems like a rare occurrence in baseball. Yeah, it does, and it really kind of drives home the importance of the Blue Jays needing to avoid uh, you know, more of a slow start than they've already gotten off to. I mean, uh, you look at the lineup, and, and there's been some struggles there. I think it's only a matter of time before that turns around. Uh, you know, A lineup as good as that is not going to continue to struggle for very long. Um, and then the bullpen has, has been a major issue for this team. It's kind of, you know, reminiscent of last year a little bit, last April when they had so many problems. And, you know, the expectation was that the bullpen was going to be a strength this season. So far it's been anything but. And I think it's just a matter of uh, needing to get some of those guys right down there and also uh, trying to find the right roles and the right mix to, to find out what exactly is going to work for this ball club before uh, they put themselves in too big of a hole. I think it was last week on this podcast that we were talking about Brett Cecil's crazy streak and, and how good he had been from the second half of last year after he was one of the guys who really did struggle early on last year, losing the closers role, and he seems to be back in a little bit of a funk here again. Is he just a slow starter? Well, he, he, it certainly seems to be going in that direction. I mean, last year was a bit of a unique case because he missed so much time in spring training and he had, he had a shoulder injury. This year he was completely healthy, uh, you know, and just talking to him after uh, that first, first scoreless appearance that you're talking about, he was, he was talking about how it was night and day from a year ago and how much better he feels this year. And um, so far the results just haven't been there with the exception of that first outing. And I, I think a, a lot of the issues is that you know, there's been a, a small, just a very slight drop in his velocity on his fastball. Um, but the bigger issue is that he hasn't been able to command that pitch very well. And uh, when hitters know uh, with Cecil in particular, if they know he can't locate that fastball, they're going to sit on the curveball. And uh, if they know the curveball's coming, they can also read that pitch as, as being in or out of the zone fairly easily. And uh, Cecil's a guy who needs to get swings and misses on curveballs that are in the dirt, uh, things like that, in order to be effective. And so far, he just hasn't been able to, to get that. So guys have been sitting on that curveball, and it seems like they know what's coming. And uh, that's really led to a, a lot of issues here over his last few, few outings. So the bullpen has certainly had its struggles. The rotation, we've seen some really good things. I mean, Marcus Stroman has been Marcus Stroman, and I think what we expected from him. Aaron Sanchez, a couple of starts now. I know there were both no decisions, but when you look at what he did in his first start against the Rays, real good. And then against the Yankees, they lose the game late on Tuesday night, but Sanchez, very good again. Yeah, to me, that's the biggest positive by far that the Blue Jays can take out of this uh, first week and a half of the season. In a way, it's almost like everything is upside down with this team right now. The bullpen was supposed to be the strength. It's the weakness. Uh, the rotation was supposed to be a weakness, and, and it's been a, and a strength. Um, but that's something that Jays can build off of because the, the rotation was something that there were a lot of question marks going into the year, uh, You know, especially uh, with a guy like Aaron Sanchez, and I think he's passed the first couple tests this year pretty well. Uh, you know, He was a guy who last year who struggled with his command, uh, and this week was a great test for him against the Yankees because they're the most patient lineup in baseball, and they really force you to throw strikes, and they have a lot of left-handed hitters, which is something that Sanchez struggled with last year as well. And 
uh, he put forth, a, it was a battle for him at times, but he put forth a, another really solid outing, and that's something the Blue Jays have to be really encouraged by because if he can be that mid-level type starter that they think he can be, it just makes that rotation so much better with, with guys like Vicky and Stroman and Estrada where they, they can uh, predict a little bit more easily what those guys are going to do. And we saw Estrada on Sunday. Really a big start considering the the slump the team had been in, losing four straight. They avoid the sweep thanks to him stepping up in a big way. And we saw this from Estrada a year ago. Certain days, he's just pretty much untouchable. And on Sunday, seven innings, seven scoreless innings, five hits. He struck out eight along the way. Uh, when he's locked in and has that stuff, it seems like he's as good as anybody in the game. Yeah, it continues to be surprising, even though maybe it shouldn't. Uh, I think it's going to be surprising for the next little bit if he's able to keep this up, just because you know, so many people were predicting a regression from last year, and uh, you know he's obviously out to prove that that's not going to be the case. And after that game, John Gibbons just said that was vintage Marco Estrada, and it really was. It's He's not an overpowering guy by any means at all, um, but he, you know, he mixes up the speeds really, really well, and he's got great command. And uh, he, it's one of those uh, starts where I think a lot of times the opposing uh, hitters are kind of walking to the dugout, kind of shaking their head, thinking that they should have done a lot more with the at-bat than they did. But that's something we saw from Estrada all of last year. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how well he can keep that up this season. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. When he's on, uh, I mean, the, the frustration level in the opposing dugout is is almost funny to watch because I think guys have a hard time explaining why they can't do more um, because he's that type of pitcher. He's he's, he's not going to overpower you, uh, but he's going to force you into getting yourself out, and that's what we, we saw so far in his first outing. The reigning American League MVP, Josh Donaldson, kind of starting off right where he let off in 2015. He's been tremendous despite the injury in week one. He hurts the calf, and he, and he has to DH for a couple of games. Uh, it didn't seem to affect him at the plate at all, though. That first game DHing, he had the grand slam against the Boston Red Sox. Um, a calf strain, I feel like there's some concern there, though, because that's one of those injuries that can linger a little bit. He played third base again for the first time on Tuesday night. What was his thoughts after getting back out there on the field again for the first time? Well, he's not running 100% yet. Uh, I mean, you can see that this week. Uh, he's still having a little bit of trouble, still holding back a little bit when it comes to running. But for the most part, uh, he's good to go. And, and the, you're right, the calf issue can linger. Uh, but it's something that's lingered with him before. Uh, you know, this is something we didn't really know about the time, but, uh, you know, he said that it, this is something that he dealt with most of last year as well. And he's just the kind of guy who's very hard to get out of the lineup. The only reason we really found out about it this time was because it became so bad in that game in Tampa Bay uh, that he couldn't make it up the first baseline. Other than that, it probably would have gone unnoticed. And I think that's something he dealt with last year. Uh, he's dealt with that issue going back to Oakland as well. Uh, so he's familiar with it. It's certainly not an encouraging sign. Uh, but when you're talking about Donaldson, you're also talking about one of the most durable guys uh, in the game. In the last three years, he played 158 games in each season. Uh, it takes a lot to get him out of the lineup. I fully expect him to continue playing through this. And, uh, you know, I think the Blue Jays might look to give him uh, an occasional start at DH now uh, just to kind of get him off his feet a little bit more than he otherwise would. Uh, but for the most part, I think it's you know it's it's all go for Donaldson from this point on. Seems like one of those injuries that that can act up when you're not doing anything for a while and then jump into things, which is why I thought the DH move was kind of interesting because I would think sitting around for three innings between at bats maybe not a good thing for the calf. Does he do 
when he was doing the DHing, does he do things to, to kind of keep himself active and, and stay warm in between those at-bats? Yeah, he does. He was in the clubhouse doing doing some things like that. Uh, and then the other thing is he was he was noticeably taking, uh, you know, his foot off the gas uh, a little bit as well. He wasn't really accelerating out of the batter's box like he normally does. You know, we saw a little bit here in the series against New York where he did he did start to push it for the first time in four or five games. He he stretched a, a single into a double, or what appeared to be was going to be a single. Normally, and when he's in his uh, you know full go, it would have been a double, but he kind of thought he might settle for a single. But he he went to second. Uh, he scored from first base on a double. Uh, those are when he was at third base. When he was at DH, it was a little bit, you know, the reins were kind of held on to him a little bit. Uh, he wasn't really doing some of those things. He was settling for the easy single. Uh, he wasn't pushing things too much. And, and it's probably uh, to go along with your point that he just doesn't want to risk, uh, you know, when he's not fully heated up, risk any kind of further setback with that injury. One more thing I wanted to touch on with you, Gregor, is while he was DHing, Darwin Barney moved over to third base. Darwin Barney had only played third base in eight Major League Baseball games, but I think he really showed how valuable a guy he can be and just how good he is with the glove because in that game Friday night, his first game in however long at third base, he just looks so comfortable there. He's really amazing as far as infielding goes, and you can move him around anywhere. He, he really does. And to me, he's a really valuable piece of this team, even though he is a utility guy. I think he's the ideal utility infielder that you want to have. Uh, you could put him at shortstop. You can put him at second base. We all know that. And then, yeah, as you touched on, he can handle third base uh, very easily as well, even though he hasn't played it a whole heck of a lot in his career. To me, he's just the ideal guy that you want to have off the bench. Uh, I think, you know, his offense can surprise in short spurts uh, as well. We've seen some glimpses of that. Um, he's not going to be someone who's going to, uh, you know, hit the cover off the ball if he's starting for three weeks at a time. But when he picks his spots, uh, he can come through. And, and the Jays got a little glimpse of that last September, and I think that's one of the main reasons why they decided that they wanted to bring him back. And, you know, the presence of Ryan Goins uh, and Barney in the infield this season was really uh, kind of allowed the Blue Jays to completely afford moving on, at least for the time being, without Devin Travis. That could have been a really devastating injury for the ball club, but they, the Blue Jays do seem pretty set in the here and now with what they have going on in the infield. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Blue Jays edition. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.